Dear baby girl, welcome to season three of the podcast. I know technically we're a little bit late. Season three should have started on September 29th. That's our birthday slash anniversary, whatever you want to call it. But I've kind of been pondering a question for a while. Um, and I didn't know how to answer. And I didn't want to come on here and just talk about something else or try and and pull something from my head to try and talk about when in all honesty this question has been heavy on my mind and it's been something I've been trying to figure out for the longest of time and I think I might have cracked the code but before we dive into that question I just want to recap on you know season one and season two and let you know a little bit of what we can expect for season three okay so if you remember season one was all about different steps that um you can take to reach your your goal or your dream and uh what to do if you hit roadblocks right and how to stay motivated and you know the practical stuff season two if you remember was all about people people who inspired us and motivated us and wanted us to be not want made us want to be better people who lied to us you know um going back to even childhood or even currently people lying to us um and telling us we're we're no good we're this we're that and and season two we really really worked on getting to know ourselves so that we are now able to say mm-mm that's a lie when someone comes and tells you that you're worthless when someone comes and tells you that you're lazy you know it's a lie right so season three is like well now what now we know um the new lies and maybe even some of the old lies and we have a shield for the new lies so they're not penetrating us as much but let's be honest we still have kind of like echoes of the old lies, you know? And the reason I say echoes is because, you know, if someone made fun of you for something as a kid and we haven't fully healed from it, it's still there. Like, let's say you had a lisp, right? Which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with. If you can communicate, it doesn't matter. Every, everyone talks differently. Everyone. So it's not even a thing right so let's say someone made fun of you having a lisp right and now today your goal is to do a ted talk or to teach or to do a lecture or maybe you have to stand up in front of the boardroom and do a presentation and you're terrified even though you know what you're doing you know you're capable of of it you know that people still understand you and most people probably nowadays don't even like notice because we all intermixed and we all speak differently you know but that little voice of that kid or parent or ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend is still in your mind they're not there anymore they're not saying it to you anymore but it's still echoing right so season three i want to work on that i want to work on us healing and really working on ourselves and becoming better because whew, I need that too. So here's the question I've been pondering for for about 
I don't know, I'd say two, two, three weeks now. And it was how to self-love, right? I know how to put the shield. I know how to protect myself. But in all honesty, I don't love myself. <laughs> you know, I don't. And I was thinking, hmm, okay, I've, I've done all the, the typical stuff. I've done um, my nails. You know, I've pampered myself. I've um, done the talking in the mirror, telling, trying to pick out all my positive things. But that's all. I don't know. I just, it seems so superficial. So I decided, you know, to uh, go to the manufacturer. And as a Christian, you know that that is our Lord, right? I mean, to God. And I try to find what the passage says about self-love. And um, I could not find any passages on how to love yourself or, or like, yeah, on self-love. Nothing. <laughs> I couldn't find one. If you have found something, send it my way. What I did find, right, was um, in Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to read verse 37, 38, and 39. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So we are to love God. I want you to keep that in your, in, in your head. We are to love God. Uh, now, um, Matthew 22 verse 39. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor thy neighbor as thyself this was the only thing that i could find about loving yourself right is love your neighbor as you love yourself so hmm, that if you treat yourself unkindly and if you really don't like yourself and you're mean to yourself how are you going to be a nice person to your neighbor you know and we all are we are all really hard on ourselves when you know, and maybe that's a problem. Maybe we're focusing on ourselves, you know. But then you think, well, h- how do I love my neighbor? Like, ugh. and in John 15, verse 12, God says, This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. It's like, okay, so I need to focus on loving my neighbor the same way God has loved us. God loves us unconditionally. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to be angry with Him. It doesn't mean we're not going to disagree with Him. Because, of course, we're going to disagree with people. That doesn't make them our enemies. People don't have to think the same way as you. They don't have to believe every single thing that you do in order for you to love them. As Christians, we know this. If um, we meet someone who is perhaps, you know, Hindu or Buddhist or... um, we're still going to love them we are um we're going to try perhaps if the time is right and if god calls you to do so teach them about the word of god um but we do that because we love them we're not going to shout at them we're not going to um tell them that they're going to hell you know because a lot of us are heading that way a lot of us are heading that way you know, and of course, you're going to warn people, but not, I don't know. I don't know how. Pray about it. <laughs> but yes, we need to warn people because it's, it's a very, very real thing. Um, 
so again in Matthew 22 I just want to go back to it it says love love the Lord thy God with all thy heart all of your heart every ounce of it with all thy soul again and with all thy mind this is something we struggle with our mind our mind and our heart I think are kind of linked and our soul kind of gets the consequences of it if um, we love the Lord our God with all our mind we shouldn't be thinking hateful things we shouldn't be um, doing things that are displeasing to the Lord and yes we do we do because we, we are sinners but that is something we need to continually work on you know myself included oh if I could just tell you how many I've got and I'm not proud of it I am I am ashamed and it is you know you're a Christian I'm a Christian we know we sin and we can't just go oh well well we sin everyone does it you know and some sins are not even being called sins you know some sins are not even being called sins which in in today's world it is horrifying what is being accepted we cannot we cannot let ourselves be like the world we are not of this world baby girl we're not um so i was pondering what exactly do we have to do to love God? How do we... We know in a romantic relationship, right? We spend time together. Yes, we do spend time with God. We, um, we do things together. We take interest in our partner's interest. We, um, we try and get to know them. But I wanted to know what God had to say on this. And in John 14, 21... God actually uh, tells us exactly what we do if we love him. Which, let's be honest, thank goodness that the Lord cared enough and loves us enough to not leave us wondering what his quote-unquote love language is. He tells us exactly what we need to do. So, John 14, 21 says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them he it is that loveth me right so we need those of us who have his commandments which as a christian you should have his commandments Uh, if you don't go and look in leviticus Uh, the ten commandments are there as well as you know jesus telling us to love the lord our god that's a commandment telling us to love our neighbor that's a commandment um that's not the only thing Jesus has told us. I really suggest you go back and, and you listen. Um, all the laws in Leviticus, God um, God sent Jesus to not destroy them, but fulfill them. We'll get back to that one. Right? So let's go back to John 14, 21. Um, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. So we have to keep the commandments. Right, And if we don't, we're sinning. And if we're sinning, we need to be repenting and asking God for forgiveness and for strength and continually fighting. No matter how many times you fall down, repent, pick up, keep trying. 
you know do not give up god died for jesus died for our sins sorry not god jesus died for our sins we have his grace we have his mercy but does that that does not mean we can live in sin and give up we have to continually fight against it you know continually and continually repent if if you need to repent a million times repent a million times but fight against it you will win we have jesus on our side we will win right don't give up no matter how long it takes Oh, and then it goes on. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Isn't that wonderful? Don't we want that? Don't we want Jesus to manifest um, himself to us? Don't we want to be loved and favored by Heavenly Father? That's what we want as Christians. We want to close our eyes. On that very last day and take our very last breath and be home with Heavenly Father away from the sin away from lies being told about us away from just the world this world is it's it's horrible you know um, I just read that in Paris in France I think it was Paris a teacher was beheaded by a Muslim student because she showed a cartoon of a, a cartoon yeah a cartoon of the prophet from what I understand the cartoon was not disrespectful um, we have cartoons drawn about our Lord um, to kind of illustrate stories yes sometimes they can be disrespectful by um by atheists and um and anyone with the antichrist spirit because let's be honest if if you don't love jesus you have an antichrist spirit and it's if you have come this far and you don't love jesus i I think it's time now to turn your heart to the lord no, your life will not be perfect. We're not perfect. Um, any Christian, if you sit down and talk to them, will tell you we're not perfect. <laughs> you know? But we fight to get rid of our sins. We're not just living however we want. We are. And if, if we are, it's I promise you it is something we're struggling with. And it is something that even if it doesn't look like it to you, that we are actually fighting against it. Because... The alternative is not heaven. If you lead a life here on earth where God doesn't feature in your life, where Jesus Christ does not feature in your life, when you pass away, your eternity is not going to feature Heavenly Father. It is not going to feature feature Jesus Christ. It is torment for all eternity, unescapable torment. And it is not enough just to know his name. The devil and and his demons know Jesus' name. They know the scriptures. You need to have a relationship with him. It's not enough to know the Bible stories. You need to talk to God. Come to him. It's not too late. I promise you it is not too late. No matter what you have done. You can have done the most horrible, horrible, vile things 
I promise you it is not too late. Jesus loves you. Come to him. He will, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you with open arms. Um, oh, just, and, and if you are a Christian and you're listening to this, we need to pray for all the non-believers, not just the non-believers and in, in our lives, but for all the non-believers in the world because as you're listening to this, a non-believer has passed away and is in, 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 oh gosh, I can't even say it, but it's, they're in hell, in internal torment, and they, there is no escape for them, and no one wants that, no one wants that for anyone, you know, okay, okay, I've completely gone off topic, I am so sorry, but, um, hmm. so let's go back to John 14, 21. We have to keep his commandments and that's how we show Lord we love him, right? And it is the Ten Commandments and the other laws in Leviticus, right? And how do we know this? How do we know that it's not just the Ten Commandments? Hmm? Well, Jesus told us. Jesus told us that he has come not to, oh goodness, I've lost it. I want to quote it, I want to quote it properly. Just a second. Okay. But basically he has told us that he has come not to break the law, but to fulfill it. And he's talking about the law of Moses. He's talking about the law of Moses. Oh, by the way, baby girl, if you're wondering what Bible I'm reading this from, I am reading from the King James Version. Okay, oh, found it, found it, found it, found it. Matthew 5, verse 17. This is Jesus saying, talking about it, right? Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. The law at the time was the law of Moses. That can be found in Leviticus. You know, I myself am guilty of breaking this law. Um, um, we all are. The law, I say law as if it's just one. There's a few, you know, we're, we're all guilty of them. And we need to be fighting against it. And we need to be continually praying and asking God to open our eyes to show us, to give us strength, to give us courage. And he will help us. <laughs> and it is going to be a struggle, baby girl. It is going to be a struggle. Being a Christian is not easy. Jesus tells us. Jesus doesn't come and talk about prosperity. In fact, do you know what Jesus says about rich people? He says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. Now, is your pastor preaching prosperity? Or is he preaching um, living, what, living the, the law of God? Of, of putting aside your fleshly wants, your man, uh, yeah, your man wants, and instead doing God's will. 
there's a lot of pastors who talk about, oh, you're going to be rich and and God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be holy. God has spoken, Jesus has spoken in the Bible countless times about how difficult it is, how we are going to be hated by the world for loving him. <laughs> the world is not going to love you. They're not. They're not going to love us. They're going to hate us. Uh, Jesus talks about, you know what? Jesus actually spoke about, um, he was talking to his disciples and he was talking about the end times. And he was talking, and I kid you not, he used the word offended. He spoke about how everyone was going to be offended all the time. Hello? (laughs) I can bet you now, listening to this, I've probably offended a few people by quoting the Bible. Um... (laughs) Sorry, you know, but I'm, I'm going to choose the Bible over emotion. There have been times where I've read the Bible and I'm like, oh, and I felt shame and I just felt horrible. You know what that's called? Conviction. Um, and that's a good thing. If you're reading the Bible and you've got this prosperity lens and you, you, you're not looking at at the sins and the consequence of sins and and this and that you're not re- reading everything you need to read everything you know and a quote that says um there's one quote that everyone loves and it's just oof, especially the prosperity pastors it's that um scripture in the bible that says if you ask god of every anything and you believe then he'll give it to you if you read further on it it actually talks about you can ask him anything that's within um you know god's kind of realm you know so if it's if you're asking for um something that is sinful god's not going to give it to you he's not you know and (laughs) you i i don't know just please be careful Please be careful. And you know what? I've done that. I've had to move churches a couple times because my churches, uh, the leaders, the priests, the, the, the bishops, the, the congregation was preaching things that were not gospelly sound. They were trying to tickle. Have you heard of that say, tickle ears? Right? Well... If that's what your pastor is doing, your ears will be tickled right down to hell, baby girl. How are you going to grow as a person? You need that conviction. You need that um, that guilt, that uncomfortableness. That is how you know, okay, I am not doing right here. This is a sin. This is this is the punishment that uh, this this is what I'm doing is going to lead me to hell. You need that so that you can go. So you can work on it. So you can stop. Because if you don't know. And you carry on living life. And thinking. Oh God wants me to be happy. Blah, 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 blah. And you, you never open your Bible. You just hear what the pastor has to say. You'll never have a relationship with God. You'll never know the truth. You'll never hear the end of that scripture. Because a lot of pastors. Oh, a lot of pastors. Will only take part of a scripture right they'll take part of it like the biggest thing 
with theology is um, when Jesus gives a parable, and then you have all these different pastors uh, giving their own interpretation, and and a lot of people out there believe that the Bible is open for interpretation. Yeah, and I I believe that too until I opened my Bible and I realized that um, after every parable that Jesus uh, uses, the parable being this short story, there will be either a disciple or someone going, huh, Lord, huh, what, what do you mean? And Jesus going, what do you mean? What do I mean? This is what I mean. (laughs) And he explains exactly what he means. The pastors and priests don't want you to learn that. The false ones, at least. They don't want you to know that. um, And 90 90 to 95% of us don't open up our Bibles. So we hear the parable being read from the priest or the pastor or the bishop. And we hear his interpretation. You know? Um, and we just accept it. And sometimes it's incorrect, you know? Um, or have you ever gone through the Ten Commandments and then looked at your church and gone, hang on, wait, what? What? No, no, no. How is this possible? My church is not, not doing, my church is breaking the Ten Commandments. You know what? I left the church because they were breaking the Ten Commandments. Um, I left the church because during Sunday school, I was being taught prayers to other entities either than Jesus Christ and the Lord. I was not being taught how to build a relationship with Jesus Christ. The I was told to memorize the commandments in order. I don't think God cares if you know them in order so long as you're obeying them. You know, I, I know Jesus said he was the only mediator um, between us and, and Heavenly Father. There is no other mediator. Uh, don't pray to dead people. Don't, yeah, <laughs> yes, this is the, the church that I, uh, yeah. The church, the very first church I left, I was a teenager, was praying to dead people, you know. Um, There were uh, dead people that the church had deemed to be saints. Mm -hmm. There were prayers to uh, statues and other people that had been living at one stage. And uh, angels. Not once does the Lord say to pray to your angels. What? You know, we don't pray to angels. We pray to Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father is the one who talks to angels. We don't. You know, like not unless God sends an angel directly to talk to us. But then we see them. We're not praying to them. Goodness me. When we need help, we're not asking an angel. We're asking the Lord Jesus Christ. Or even go straight to to God in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I left. The first church I left was... um, Oh, they were big on their statues, their idols. They would pray to their idols. They, yep, I kid you not. There was ceremonies to the idols. There were people who would kiss the feet of these statues. Statues. That was the first church I left. The second church I left, baby girl, 
um, had um, a secret handshake that, uh, <laughs> yep, you don't get taught about when you're a new member of the church. You, when you're a new member of the church, everything lo- looks legit. They seem to be following um, following the commandments. It, it, it all seems squeaky clean. But after some time, um, you go to this one place of worship that not everyone is allowed to go. Um, mm-hmm. And you get taught a secret handshake that if apparently if you want to get into heaven one day and you die, you need to do the secret handshake. Like what? What if, if there was a secret handshake, I can promise you now, Jesus Christ would be teaching everyone. Everyone would know the secret handshake. You know, um, and um, the second church that I left, <laughs> um, and they don't tell you this at the beginning, only once you've been there for a little while, start talking about how um, God, Heavenly Father, you know, who was always there, uh, was once a man. And th- our goal is uh, to, we can apparently also become like gods and goddesses like hello isn't that what satan got kicked out of he wanted that whole power Uh, you know Uh, so i don't know i'm still looking i am still looking i want a church and a pastor or a priest or a bishop that is going to teach on biblical views you know that uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there is one out there anymore. Or maybe there's been such a falling away that there is none. But baby girl, what I've discovered is to love ourselves, we need to love God. Because by loving God, we'll be able to love other people. And and then I think self-love will come from knowing that we have that love of God. Do you know what I mean? So, and keep his commandments. I know it's going to be difficult. I know. We all struggle. I struggle too. Of course I struggle too. Look how many times I've been fooled. Look how I was fooled with Harry Potter. Witchcraft. Wizardry. Baby girl. (laughs) How embarrassed I was to come and tell you. I was mortified. I'm still, I still can't believe how I fell for that. Do you know what I mean? But... You know, I am human and I did repent and I've not gone back. And there are other sins. It's not like that was it. Oh, we're human and I am continuously trying to repent, continuously trying to change, continuously falling, continuously getting up, repenting, asking God for forgiveness. Sid Roth has this thing and I've, I've tried to adopt it is to ask for instant forgiveness. Because let's say... You do a sin and you think, oh, I'll pray tonight. I'll ask God for forgiveness tonight. You do a sin. On your way home, you die. You have not asked God for forgiveness for that sin. You're not cleaned of that sin. So I think it's brilliant. Instead of just your nightly prayers, as soon as you sin, you know, ask God for forgiveness. And maybe, maybe that'll, you know what? Maybe that'll actually in the long run give us strength and courage to... Well, not cur- well. Yeah, I, I guess courage too. But give us the strength to overcome us, and maybe, maybe there's something to it. Okay, baby girl challenge, and your baby girl challenge is to 
repent as soon as you sin, and to pray for everyone. Okay, so before I go, I just wrote down a couple things that I think. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to, to, to read this one scripture. Another, it's, it's got to do with love, hate. Whoever, whosoever, it's, oh my goodness, see, I'm so excited. I mean, I'm not even telling you where it is. I'm so sorry. Eek. Okay, 1 John 3, verse 15. This is important. This is important. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Do you have hate for anyone? A politician, a celebrity, someone in your family. Guess what? You hate. In God's eyes, you are a murderer and you will not have eternal life. Here are some things that, because I, I used to have a lot of hate. And sometimes it's, it's been starting over again. And I've actually got some practical step-by-step advice on what I do. And it's helped. One, reword the reword it to ang- anger. So instead of going, oh, I hate him, go, oh, I'm angry with him. That, for me, at least softens my heart a little bit. Oh, I'm still angry. They still fire, baby girl. You know, and then try and see that person as as one of God's children. And try and look like may- maybe this person does not have God. Maybe they don't have Jesus. And so therefore... Their mind is warped, baby girl. And that's so sad to say. But they see things in a worldly way and they're blinded, you know? And we've all been lost. Look how lost I was with Harry Potter. I I keep wondering if maybe maybe you you, you girls and boys didn't pray for me. And maybe that helped. And that's kind of if you did, thank you. I am so thankful to you. Um because how that video popped up out of nowhere when I wasn't praying, when I wasn't asking and how God led me away, it must have been prayer. So we need to be praying for them, right? Okay, number two, never give up trying to overcome the sins we have, even if it seems impossible. And even like hate is a sin. So try and overcome it, right? Um, continually rebuke the devil and any curses people speak over you, not known and unknown. Sometimes we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea why we can't move forward. Why we can't do this. Why we can't do that. Well, maybe it was a curse spoken over you. You know, God tells us this, the tongue has power. So you need to be breaking curses. And you can, over yourself. Yes, over yourself. We can do it. We have the power. God uh, gave us the power. Jesus gave us the power. We can trample the serpent under our feet. A baby, a brand new baby can do that. We can do it, you know? Oh, and beware of idols. This is something that I, that I think God's been speaking to me a little bit lately, especially with my phone. Not all idols are statues, baby girl. You know, some idols um, could be phones. Like with me, it's something that I'm... That's a, There you go. Now you know one of my sins, one of my big sins. It's something I am trying to overcome. But it could be anything we put before the Lord, whether it be video games or um, certain music with, you know, terrible lyrics. You know, music that does not honor God and we just refuse to put it down. You know, that could be an idol. You know, it could be um, if you are obsessed with like 
a movie, for example, and you just everything about you and about your life happens to be that movie. That could be an idol. You're putting it before the Lord, baby girl. And last but not least, pray for yourself. Pray for everyone, believer and non-believer, because some of us believers we're backsliding and we need help. And if you come across um, a fake pastor, pray for him too, because you never know. Maybe he really does find the Lord and starts leading people to heaven instead of to hell. You know, there's don't hate. Don't hate. That politician you hate, because right now there's a lot of it. Is it worth going to hell for? Right? You're seen as a murderer. You really are. Is it worth it? Is he uh, or she not a child of God? Maybe lost, yes, but still a child of God. Why not pray? Really, and I can, and I'm, I'm speaking to everyone because most people hate, hate a politician. <laughs> Why not pray? Maybe they'll come to God and become a, a better leader and and lead uh, with Jesus Christ at his or her side. You know, wouldn't that be wonderful? And with this, I leave you and I love you. Love you forever. Bye.